Good morning, Peninsula Hope Church. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well and staying safe and healthy as we continue this shelter-in-place uh, season of our lives. And we're going to continue our sermon series called Dealing with How You're Feeling. This was really a desire on, on my heart and Emily's heart as, you know, when you're going online or if you're listening to the news, more and more you're hearing about some of the emotional challenges, some of the mental health challenges that people are going through. Last week, we talked about some of the challenges of close proximity relationships. And we talked about that with the story of Mary and Martha. And this week, originally I was going to preach a sermon on two emotions, but I just felt there was a little bit too much to cover for just one sermon. So I'm gonna stretch this out into two different parts. And we're gonna take a look at the life of King David and some of the situations and circumstances that he had in his life and how he dealt with them. And I think for most people, when you think of King David, what comes to mind is this little shepherd boy, maybe the anointed king. Maybe you think of David slaying Goliath or, you know, quite, quite possibly the indiscretion that he had with Bathsheba. Or maybe you think as God puts it in Acts 13, 22, it reads, After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. So maybe that is the view that you have of King David. But the reality is there was more to King David. And I don't know if you guys ever think of King David, the guy, the man who struggled with loneliness at different times in his life. And so today we're going to take a look at loneliness and we're going to look at the example of David and how he dealt with it to help us in those moments when we are feeling lonely, because this is something, again, that many people are dealing with. So let me open us up with some prayer and we'll transition to talking about loneliness. Lord Jesus, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, Lord. And I pray for all those out there, Lord, that are going through all um, different emotions and challenges during this season, Lord, of, of sheltering in place, Lord, a season where there is just so many unknowns and so many things, Lord, that are just... Are worrying us Lord Jesus so I submit this time to you Holy Spirit speak to me and through me as we bring your word and we pray this in your name amen as I mentioned today we're going to be talking about loneliness and I want to give you guys a couple of definitions it is defined as being affected with or characterized by or causing a depressing feeling of being alone so basically being lonesome also, loneliness is a state of mind characterized by a disassociation between what an individual wants or expects from a relationship and what that experience or what that, uh, what that individual experiences in that relationship. So basically what this is saying is that you don't have to be physically alone to experience loneliness. People can experience loneliness at work, at school, or even in the relationships. There was a report I read that said that 60% of marriages feel lonely for one spouse or the other. And David, when we look at his life, when we look at 1 Samuel 22 and 1 in Psalms 142, 
we see that David experienced both aspects of loneliness. He was physically alone in this situation that we'll be talking about. And he also felt that the relationships that he had an expectation of or what he thought would happen didn't. And so we see that David felt the full spectrum of loneliness. I want to begin by reading 1 Samuel 22 and 1. It says, David left Gath and escaped to, a cave, to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and his father, father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. Now let me set the stage of what's happening here. We have David on the run from Saul. And so he is seeking safety and he goes and he goes to meet with King Achish. But what he finds out is King Achish basically is wondering, you know, this is that guy that they're saying all these great things about. And so he starts getting worried and concerned and David senses this. And so David actually starts to act like he is an insane person and he's spitting at the mouth. And so basically he is allowed to leave. And so we see this situation where David, one, he is fleeing from someone who he was serving, someone that should have been protecting him. That's Saul. This is also the father of his best friend, Jonathan. So we see that loneliness from an expectation that isn't being met. And then he goes to King Achish for safety, and that's not what he gets. So again, he's seeing this relationship that isn't what he expected. So he's feeling alone, like there's no one to help him or to support him. And so we see David fleeing to a cave. And when you think of caves, you think of darkness. And since he was hiding out, trying to flee from Saul, it's not like he had all this, you know, he had fires going for light or fires going for heat. So it was probably dark, cold, probably wasn't a whole lot of food or water either. So David's feeling very challenged. He's feeling miserable. And we have a record of this in Psalm 142, and I want to focus on verses 4, 6 through 7. This is David sharing his feelings and his emotions as he's in this cave. Verses, uh, verse 4 says, Look and see, there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. You hear the pain, the anguish that David is going through. Verses 6 and 7 say this, Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison, that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. He is crying out. He feels like he's in prison. And I know there's people right now that as they're sheltering in place, they feel like they're in a prison. They feel alone as David did. And we see how much this loneliness is affecting him. Here is some facts about loneliness. It is estimated that over 40% of people experience loneliness at some point in their life. But most people aren't aware of how much it affects them. Loneliness does not depend on how many friends or relationships you have. 
loneliness depends entirely on the subjective quality of your relationships, on whether you feel emotionally and or socially disconnected from those around you. Chronic loneliness significantly increases our risk of cardiovascular disease. Loneliness makes our bodies feel like it's under attack. It can cause our blood pressure to rise and our cholesterol to rise and it activates a physical and psychological stress response within us. Loneliness suppresses the functioning of our immune system, which over time puts us at increased risk for develop, developing all kinds of illnesses and disease. Even brief bouts of loneliness can impact our immune system. So these are facts that researchers have studied and they've seen. So loneliness is a significant problem. And if you're wondering what causes loneliness, there's a couple different um, factors involved. We're going to be focused, focusing on two um, that, that David, I would say, are the, are the causes for him. Researchers have shown that loneliness can have its root in childhood. Maybe, you know, you didn't have a close relationship with family members, or maybe it wasn't patterned or modeled for you, and that can affect you today. Maybe there is relationship conflicts in your life, and that was one of the cases for King David. Again, people he was serving, people he should have trusted, wanted to kill him. And later in his life, we see that his own family wanted to kill him. His son Absalom, we see this. This is something that he has dealt with throughout his life. And then a lack of connection, not being part of community, and that's what is affecting a lot of people today. They're not connected. They're not part of a community. And for David, when he was in that cave, he did not have a community. He wasn't connected to anyone. So then that leaves us with how do we deal with our loneliness? Because we see how much it impacts us in a negative way. And I think when we look at David, he gives us a great example of what we can do. And the first thing we need to do is we need to develop a healthy mindset. I mentioned that David was able to have his wits about him. He was able to know a situation that he acted insane. He was able to control his emotions to do that in order to save his life. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So the second you have a negative thought come into your mind, you need to take hold of it and you have to say, I can't believe this. You can't believe the lies. You can't believe that you don't have friends or that you're all alone, or that things will never get better. You have to take those thoughts captive. You have to grab them to the obedience of Christ. And so that's to say that we need to say, what is it that God says about me? So that's the second thing you need to do. Remember what God says about you, about me, about everybody in the world. Romans 8.39 says, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. 
That means we are alone, nothing, not a pandemic, not a lack of a job, not a lack of anything can keep us from God's love. Psalm 34, 9 says, The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. So the righteous will be delivered from whatever is going on in the world. Now, it might not be answered exactly the way you want, but God takes care of those that he loves. He is there for us. He will not leave us. Deuteronomy 31 and, says, 31 and 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. God is always there. He is there. Again, it doesn't matter what we're going through. God is there. We do not have to fear being alone because God is with us. Now, the next thing that we learn from King David is we need to connect. And we should take a look how David connects with God because I think that is such a great example, not only of how we should connect with God, but how we should connect with others. David cried out to the Lord. He poured out his feelings. And then we see that he asked God to listen. Now here's the thing, casual relationships, they're great. And sometimes that is all that we have. And so to be connected, we need those relationships. But it's the deep relationships those truly meaningful bonds, they're the ones that make all the difference. Proverbs 18, 24 says, one who has unreliable friend, friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I know there's people that want to attribute this, this, uh, this reference to a brother to God, but when you really do the word study, it's not talking about God. There isn't a messianic reference to Jesus. Solomon's talking about a friend that is closer than a brother, someone that you can share everything with. And when you think about it, Solomon's dad, David, he's the one we're talking about. So he poured into his son and told him, this is what true friendships are about. But at the same time, we can take this understanding and say that God is there and he is so close to us. So we can say both of those things, that we need that close relationship with God. But we also need some people in our life. And if it's only one, that's enough. Someone that sticks close to, closer to us than a brother or a sister. But here's the thing, with those kind of relationships, just like David, you have to be transparent and honest, which means you may have to take a risk and you may have to trust people with your emotions and your feelings. Proverbs 27 and 6 says this, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So basically, this is saying it's better to have a true friend 
who loves you and cares about you, even if sometimes their honesty about what they're saying about you, it might hurt. But it's much better to have that than someone who tells you only what you want to hear. Me personally, I don't really know if that's a friend. And here is the thing again that if we don't have anyone that we can share our feelings, our emotions, our concerns with, if we don't have anybody in our life that we can do that with, then the different struggles, the emotions, the things that we are going through, we're gonna keep them bottled up inside. And typically with most people, when they do that, it comes out at the most inopportune moments. And so this week, I wanna encourage you guys that if there are moments that you are feeling lonely, number one, connect with God. Cry out to God. Tell God how much you need him, how much you need his help and his support to get you through what you're feeling. And then I encourage you to connect with others. We have several Zoom opportunities each week for you guys. We'd love for you guys to join us. They're just laid back times to connect. But then think about if there's someone out there that you can call, you can text, you can email, and maybe share some of the feelings that you're going through. Because there's other people that may be feeling just like you, and they're looking for people to connect with as well. And if you take that first step, two people are connecting and they're sharing how they're feeling and they're getting it off their chest, they're talking about it, they're praying together. And again, it can make all the difference in the world. Lord Jesus, I pray that, Lord, as we head into another week, Lord, I pray that you would encourage anyone, Lord, that is struggling with loneliness. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would remind them that you are present you will never leave us and you will never forsake us, Lord. And I pray if there is any, Lord, that are struggling, Lord, with connecting, that they would reach out. Lord, they would join a Zoom meeting, Lord, or they would pick up the phone or write a letter, Lord, that they would connect. And I pray, Lord, that people would be able to be transparent, Lord. They wouldn't worry about judgment or shame or embarrassment, Lord. They would share how they're feeling. Lord Jesus, and through that, that they would experience healing, Lord Jesus, and the comfort and love, Lord, that connection brings. We pray this, Lord, all in your name. Amen. We love you guys. We hope you guys connect with us soon. Um, God bless. We're praying for you guys.